It was an age of prosperity in the land of Arcavios. An age of progress and opportunity. One could make a decent living for themselves in almost any noble trade. Or perhaps join one of the many prospering guilds of Ravnica. But many had their eyes on more ambitious horizons. Many craved the study and the mastering of the world's greatest phenomenon. Magic. For such an endeavor, there was only one place. The University of Strixhaven. A place many young, aspiring mages have often dreamed about. To be accepted to Strixhaven University is a privilege, a special honor, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Of course, there have always been and will always be some with far darker ambitions. Deviants who seek chaos in a world where order reigns supreme. Deviants who would sooner destroy an institution than join it. But I am not here to talk about those deviants. I am here to introduce you all to our very own. It began well, I suppose it began like most magical tales do. Once upon a time. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. The following is a playthrough of a Dungeons & Dragons campaign. Every scene that you are about to hear is completely improvised. The five principal characters are all original creations and will be played by their creators. Nikki Thompson, Tyler Rubin, Amelia Markopoulos, Rin Garnett, and Michael Yang. The professors, fellow classmates, and sometimes parents of these five characters will be played by yours truly, Alex Aguilar. This campaign is based on the 5th edition D&D module Strixhaven, a Curriculum of Chaos, designed by Amanda Hammond. The Strixhaven setting and all of its related characters are property of Wizards of the Coast. In this campaign, several creative liberties have been taken with some of the material in the module, as well as within the world of Arcavios. Without further ado, I present to you the first episode of Roleplay Radio. We already know what our characters are, presumably, but let's present it to the microphone. Um, I guess we can start to my left. Do you want to start, Nikki? Um, sure. Uh, I'm Garrett Grig, Gary Grig, I guess any of the three names are fine. I am an is it engineer, or I was until they sponsored me to come to Strixhaven, where presumably I'm going to learn how to not blow things up and break things? I, I don't know, it wasn't entirely clear. <laughs> <laughs> And you're a human artificer. Oh yeah, human artificer. Um, so Griffin, Griff, Burning Hammer, Leonin, Sorcerer, um, and his family is one of the oldest families at Strixhaven, me meaning like everyone of his family has been in Strixhaven, or at least most have. There's always been a Burning Hammer in Strixhaven for it's like 700 year history. Miss Amelia? Um, I'm a tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Now tell us about your character. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to be playing a character named Shelly Shell, um, who is a turtle. Um, and they're going to be a barbarian. Shelly Shell has spent most of their life in their shell, unfortunately. <laughs> they haven't really gone very far from uh, the place they were born, which is the uh, Witherbloom Swamp, where they're now going to school. Nice. Rin? Yes. Uh, 
My name is Mistake. Lived all of my 19 years in the port city of Redfell. It's primarily a human city. We get a lot of travelers. The tieflings are, well, we have our own area of the city that we keep to. Tiefling, uh, bloodline of Dispater, though Mephistopheles probably would have been a little more helpful here. And a rogue. Michael. Hello. I'm going to be playing Koss Silvertrove, and uh, I am a changeling, uh, although my, my folks would not like you to know that. See, my folks, they pose as trade liaisons to the Silvertrove clan, uh, you know, dwarves off in the city of Ravnica, and they don't really like that I've been experimenting around with my appearance a lot. Um, but, what can they do? Um, there was a, a time when I was at a company party, and then somebody saw me, and I told my parents about that, and then they got kind of panicked, sent me off to college so that uh, somebody wouldn't find me out, and then, now here I am. And I am also a bard. It was midnight during midsummer when it happened. The final verdict that would decide the fate of Strixhaven for years to come. It came in the form of an argument. A debate between a humble professor and a stubborn administrator. There was plentiful opportunity to intervene at the time. All the warnings, all the threats, they would have frightened anyone that came across them. But Madame Dapplewing did not become captain of the most prestigious school in the multiverse by being easily frightened. I, I beg you, madame, to reconsider. The safety of our students and faculties is my responsibility, not yours, Professor. I am well aware of the risks, and I will take the measures I must in order to keep the school safe. Besides, many have tried to infiltrate us for centuries and failed. There's no reason to shy away now. Well, my colleague begs to differ, madame. I have here his notes. He claims that the... the... Uh, uh, For God's sakes, Quintorius, will you stop handling centuries-old books with your trunk? R right, sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, I only wanted to show you proof that these threats are no... There is nothing you can show me that I'm not already aware of, Professor. Still, my decision has been made. In three months' time, we shall resume classes as scheduled. We cannot let empty threats scare us into hiding. That is not what this school represents. But Madame Dapplewing... That's Captain Dapplewing. We are no longer in school together, Quintorius. You will address me by my title. I've done much to earn it, thank you. Right. Captain Dapplewing, tell me, does the word of a colleague not mean anything to you? What about the books that have gone missing from the biblioplex? Or the disappearance of Dane Embram? Else, what of the village of Vermeilen? We still don't know what happened to those people. <sighs> Let's say, for argument's sake, that your theories are correct, Quintorius. Do you truly expect our faculty to face an auric, or gods forbid a mage hunter, all alone? No. If the enemy is nearing, then the best thing we can do is not to hide, but to prepare ourselves for every possible scenario. That includes the proper aid and reinforcements. And I'm going to make sure they have exactly that. You don't mean it. Students! Captain Dapplewing, we've been told never to encourage violence among students. And it shall remain that way. But, as you've claimed yourself, times are changing, Professor. Sooner or later, it may come to a fight. 
and when that time comes, Strixhaven will be ready. I'm afraid I've always been something of a pacifist, Captain. Then you'd do well to stay out of our way, Professor. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have plenty of work to catch up on, and you have plenty of acceptance letters to sign. You are dismissed. And so, Professor Quintorius Khan left the captain's manor that evening, feeling dejected and unheard. The safety of the students was, of course, one of Strixhaven's priorities. Yet, he couldn't help but wonder whether it was also one of the captain's priorities. By 6.01 the following morning, the clockwork servants of Strixhaven were hard at work, signing, stamping, and sliding acceptance letters into envelopes. There were mountains of parchment everywhere, piles of quills and bottles of ink, and the good professor stood and watched from the second floor of the biblioplex for a while, hardly able to withstand the guilt that kept eating him inside. You tried, Quint. Remember that when the time comes. You tried. Griff, mm. your father is uh, in his study. He is uh, writing to some of his colleagues. This is a big moment for, for you, for really for your family. I don't know if it's so much a big moment for Griffin. Uh, I would knock on the door, kind of stand there if he's writing something. Yes. <clears throat> Mom says your mother said you wanted uh, me to come down. Your father finishes his sentence, then he puts down his quill. He stands up, puts his coat on, and walks over to you. He places one hand, one paw, on your shoulder, and then the other. So. So, today's the day, huh? Uh, looks like it, yeah. Griffin, I do not say this often, but I'm proud of our family. And you have yet to prove yourself to our family. He takes a step forward, looks you right in the eyes, and says, You will not disappoint. Sure, I will not disappoint. <laughs> there it is again, that tone. Tell me, Griffin, do you not care at all for our family, our legacy? I care. Then go and prove it. Doesn't say anything, uh, looks his dad in the eyes and does an about face and goes to get breakfast. Koss, where are you when you receive your letter? Uh, so I think that Koss is in their room because they've been grounded for their <laughs> own good. And um, by the way, Koss is 18, so um, this has been a while since Koss was grounded la the last time. So Koss's room is kind of like decorated from head to toe with a bunch of different paintings. They're all just like unfinished, um, mostly portraits of different people. Uh, Koss currently has like one ca canvas up and it's just a image of a dwarf that looks very similar to uh, Koss's mother. 
but like it slowly transitions into just like a mess of blob and something else on the other side that looks vaguely humanoid, but not entirely. So you get a knock on the window. Koss, um, really quickly covers up the canvas, um, and just like goes over to the window. They are currently in the form of their dwarf self, uh, of, uh, Adrian. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they go over to the window and it's like, Lena, what are you doing here? Well, have you heard? Everyone's getting the letters today. Have you, have you heard? Uh, no, I haven't gotten a letter yet. I haven't been able to check because I'm grounded. What does that mean? I, it means I can't go outside. Why? I, I don't know. You have to ask me mom for that one. Should I be worried? Can I not be outside? What's, what's... No, 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 it's probably fine. It's just, uh, look, look, if my mom sees you uh, up here, then she's gonna, she's gonna talk my ear off and... Okay, okay, just, um, look, come, come and visit when you can. I wanna, I can't, I wanna hear whether or not you got in. Okay, 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 I will, I will. Just, uh, take care uh, on the climb down. Uh, and I want to say that as Koss, um, closes, uh, the window, there is a tapping on another window as, like, a letter is just, like, smacking into the side of it, <laughs> trying to get inside. And, uh, Koss goes over to that window, uh, opens it up as well, and then, um, attempts to grab the letter. But the moment you touch it, it stops flapping, and it kind of just falls limply into your hand. And after opening it up, Koss will read through it and just be like, Oh! Oh! Oh, okay. Well, well, she won't be mad at me anymore. Hey, Ma! Ma, good news! I'm not grounded anymore! Ma, come upstairs! <laughs> uh, by the time that Koss's uh, mother gets upstairs, Koss uh, is no longer in her their dwarven form. They're now in like a mishmash of a, a bunch of other people that they've seen. They've got like uh, kind of like the dark brown skin and the elf elven ears with like dwarvish style beards and like little tiny horns. Oh, for God's sake, Sadrin! And she runs to the curtains and pulls them to a close, every single one. You're lucky that your father's not home. What is it? Look at. I don't have to be grounded anymore, because then I can go. I can go to Strixhaven. I want to say she was bringing up tea, and the moment she sees the letter, she drops the tray. Mm -hmm. Can I try to catch the tray? <laughs> uh, roll me a roll me a dexterity, a sleight of hand check. Uh, okay, I'm not good at this one. That's a four. Yeah. Yeah, you you try, <laughs> but spill <laughs> tea. But the tea just spills everywhere. <gasps> What's happening? You're leaving us. Uh, yeah, yeah, briefly. When your father said that this would be the safest thing for you, I just was hoping that it wouldn't, that you couldn't get in. No offense. What? I'm, I'm a bit confused about that one. It's okay. Maybe we should start packing, yeah? And she's trying very hard to keep her emotions inside. Alright, uh, I'll go grab him up. And then uh, we can start packing after that. But I'm not grounded anymore, right? <laughs> no, dear, you're not grounded. Great! I'm gonna go find Lina. Garrett Grigg. It's me! The human man. <laughs> I am a human man! <laughs> Where are you when you receive your letter? I think Gary is probably in Minnie's kitchen, uh, specifically making a roux, which you have to keep moving. Mm. <laughs> you, you are mixing the best roux to cook up the best dish you've made thus far. You have made it a mission to outdo yourself. So much so that you don't even notice when the letter flies in and lands on the kitchen table. <laughs> How long do you think it takes Garrett before he realizes? Oh, I don't think Garrett is likely to realize unless the letter actually flaps in front of him and falls into the room. Okay, so, <laughs> after a couple of minutes, the letter gets closer and closer 
whisk, 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 whisk. It starts like flapping behind you. I, I just love the image of you walking and you almost run into it and then you just step around it <laughs> without even thinking. Until eventually it just gives up and just Oh! <laughs> the bloody hell is this? Well, it's covered in sauce. That's probably not important. <laughs> you are able to make out the words, we would like to congratulate you. And you see the Strixhaven logo, but then the rest of the text is completely blotched out by, by flour and, and whatever else goes into roux. Flour and butter. Oh, hey, Minnie! What are you doing in there now, Garrett? Well, I was making sauce uh, until this piece of paper fell in it. <laughs> There's a moment of silence before you hear footsteps scrambling over into the kitchen, and then the door swings open with a slam. A what? Uh, yeah, you, you can look at, I mean, you mostly can't look at it, but... Give it here. She snatches it. Oh, Garrett. <clears throat> Oh, 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 Garrett. I'm finally going to get the beauty sleep that I deserve. Man, do I really have to leave? Garrett, I like it here. We talked about this. My kitchen cannot continue to be your playground, okay? You have to sprout wings and go. But, man, no one's gonna be as good a mentor as you. I'm not gonna learn nearly as much at some stuffy university that you couldn't already teach me. Garrett, I don't know how else to say this. You're a bit of a pest, dear. And I mean that with love, I mean it with love. How can you mean that with love? You know, the way that a mother says, or an aunt, or a distant, distant great aunt says to a great nephew. I'm glad to know that that's where we stand, Min. Garrett, don't take it personally. You take everything personally, just as often as you jump to conclusions. Now, how about this? You can have my cauldron. You can have that spatula that you love for some reason. <gasps> can I take your alchemy set? Can you what? You mean the alchemy set that my own father gave me when I turned 15? That alchemy set? The one that has my sweat, blood, and tears on it? That alchemy set? Well, I, I just, I don't know that they're going to have alchemy labs at the university. No, I mean, my... you cannot have my alchemy set. <laughs> Garrett, I will give you some spare coin and maybe you can find your own alchemy set, okay? Sure. Give me 50 spare gold pieces. Is that how much they go for now? <laughs> Inflation is a bitch. Okay. <laughs> um... Garrett, I'm proud of you. And she closes the door. At this point, the rue is burning. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Mistake when she gets her letter? Uh, she is, I think, in her room, which is just this little closet-sized room with you know, a bunch of like straw on the ground for her bed. The ground is mostly dirt. And rereading once again the magic book that she was given not long ago that she studied for the exam and she's just sort of curled on the ground underneath the window so nobody can see that she is there avoiding chores to read this book like the 12th time and the letter just sort of flies in through the window and she doesn't even notice it and it just does a loop through the room and then lands right on the book and it surprises her so she just kind of like jumps a little and drops the book <laughs> and picks it up and kind of shaking a little bit very nervous as she opens it and reads it reads it again and then just <laughs> She's just like so excited, but she's trying not to make too much noise, so she just kind of silently like bounces in a circle. Then it's like, oh, I have to tell the others. 
So folds it back up, puts it in the envelope, and kind of tucks it into a pocket or into a belt. And then goes off to find Joy or Resi, or ideally both. Joy is sitting on the porch when you come out the front door and you can see resilience across the road, which is very muddy and very slummy. Um, so resilience is essentially helping a neighbor fix a roof, but you can, you can see him. Mistake will just look to Joy and say, um, when you and Rezzy aren't busy, there's something I need to tell you about. Are you in trouble? No. Good. Oh, yeah, good. Resilience will um, be about another hour or so. Can it wait? Pro probably. You're scaring me. Not the first time. Why don't you go inside, dear? I'll get Rezzy. Sure. You can see out the window, you see them talking to each other first before walking in. They're, they mutter something amongst themselves and they kind of look over at the window, maybe make eye contact with you mm -hmm. for, for a brief second. <laughs> Instinctively just like hide back. <laughs> yeah. Duck uh, out of the way of the window, then like, why? <laughs> And then the, uh, the porch squeaks as they make their way up the, the steps and into the living room. And they both have a seat. Right. Uh, so... I... Stole something? Initially, yes. But that's not the point. I... I'm going to college. They look at each other with confusion, then back at you. Uh, how? I... Long story, kind of. I took a test, and I passed the test, and... What kind of test? Uh, an exam, entry exam, to get into a magic school. A m magic, as in magic? As in, as in magic? Yes, as in magic. Oh. Who, who told you about this school? So, you know how King came back with a broken jaw a while ago? Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of decided to get some revenge on Americus because fuck Americus. And so I broke into a shipping warehouse. You did what? And I was going to find the most valuable thing I could and take that, you know, so some other rich person would get pissed off at another place. I didn't. I didn't do that. So what did you do? I stole the book. Well, oh, hmm. Which really shouldn't come as any surprise to you. Uh, but it was a book of magical theory. So Rezzy takes a good long moment to ponder on it and then says, Mistake, this is going to come back to haunt us, I know it. And then Joy kind of puts a hand on his shoulder and says, Honey, it's a book. I, who, whoever went to jail for stealing a book, right? These people, these people do not play games. It was a valuable book then somebody's going to come looking. Well, well, that's the thing. He did, and he found me, and he sent me a letter with a crow, and... And when were you going to tell us this? Now. Now is when I was going to tell <laughs> <laughs> They probably don't say anything for a long time. Like, they probably even try to leave the room and distract themselves for a sec. 
I got into the school. Schools are expensive. You understand that, right? We, we barely have enough money for tomorrow's meals. How are we going to pay for this? You're not. I did well enough on the exam that... At least the first year, I don't have to worry about it. And they have made arrangements with this caravan. I just need to show up at the gates at the right time with my acceptance letter and they'll take me there. So charity? I wasn't considering it that way. I I can't imagine any of them would offer a tiefling charity, but... Mistake. You've always done what you wanted. So go and do what you want. Uh, all I ask is that if there are consequences to your actions, do not involve us, please. We have enough on our plate to worry about living in this godforsaken port city and... Oh, we don't need more trouble, yeah? Right. Very well. I have to finish that roof. Yeah, sorry. He leaves. Uh, Joy is there um, for a minute or so. She is uh, looking at your letter. I'm not sure that she entirely knows how to read that well. In fact, the the, mere, the parchment she's holding is like probably two weeks' pay. Mm -hmm. So she's she she's less nervous uh, and not does not share in Rezi's concerns. She says, uh, "How far away is this school?" It's uh, about a week's travel by caravan. We've never been apart. I didn't think it would, would happen so soon. Um, yeah, most things kind of live and die, yeah. Well, weeks, you say? A couple weeks, yeah. Okay, okay. Great. Here you go. She hands you the parchment back. Congratulations. Thank you. I have to finish that dress. So he's just very confused, kind of stands there for like a solid minute <laughs> before going back into her room, starting to pack, realizing she has about three things to pack, and then deciding, well, that's stupid, and continues reading instead. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Miss Amelia, I would ask where you are, but you've established that you live on campus. Yeah, so like where know. in <laughs> where in the swamps are you? I'm just like chilling. I made this this uh this um hammock thing out of uh you know it's it's not a comfy hammock, it's not made of rope or anything, it's kinda of just made of tree branches and I kinda of just punched them through the trees and mm. it took a while but like you know, once you get enough branches built up you can you can like just lay on it. So I'm just kinda of laying down over a river. You see a, you see a flock of um, crows on the skies. They kind of, every now and then, uh, you're kind of used to seeing them around here. But then, among one flock, there's a bright, uh, beige-colored <laughs> bird that, as it gets closer, turns out to not be a bird. How do you react to the letter? I, um, Shelly ignores the letter and goes, uh, Goochie, 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 Jesus. <laughs> what? Mom! Mom, I got a letter. So, what, did your mom have a name? Um, let's go with Jessica. Jessica. That's my mom's name. <laughs> I was gonna say Jessica. Michelle. 
Let's go with Michelle. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great fantasy name. Michelle. Never heard of it. It's Michelle. Oh! Okay, okay. <laughs> Gosh, okay, gosh, okay. The dad's name myself. is gonna be Sheldon. 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 Yes. <laughs> I think um, I like to envision for some reason your mom's like on a, a a piece of tree bark that acts as a canoe for her. So she's actually, if you were hovering over the river, she's right below you. Like, what? There's another letter for you. And they just drop it. Uh, my name's not Shelly. Yeah, but you know. No. I'm not meaningful, so you can have it. Oh my god. <gasps> Shelly. Shelly. Yes, Mom? You say you're not meaningful? But this parchment begs to differ, honey. And she holds it up with trembling hands. Ugh. They grab it. Oh, they're inviting me again, eh? <laughs> Sweetie? Again? It's a privilege. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll go this time. I don't know. I, um... Your father and I have been swamp keepers for decades. And what if all I want to be is a swamp keeper too? Well, that's a noble profession, but... Why not strive for more, sweetie? Break out of that shell. <sighs> Just once, listen to your mother. They reach over, and um, leaning on the edge of their hammock is a giant piece of bark, which they use as their shield. They grab it, and they just jump 50 feet in the air <laughs> and, and land pretty far away. Oh, there they go again. Can their dad be, like, close by? Sure, when you land it, he, you woke him up. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, Pops. <clears throat> what, 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 what? Oh, they sent me another one of those letters to go to the school. Oh, he, he barely hears you. In fact, he has, a, he has a bad ear. So he takes the, uh, the letter and just goes... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, dear morning allergies. Shelly takes it back and says... Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> hey, you want to play catch today? Oh, sure. Just go easy on me. My shoulder's out. Okay, okay. And during this, Shelly's like crumpling up the paper, which is like nicely sticking together into a ball now. <laughs> <laughs> you play catch with your dad using your acceptance yeah. letter? Yeah. <laughs> He's now covered in snot. Oh, I love it. All right. Is there anything else you want to do? <laughs> and then, uh, sh uh, so let's say Shelly's mom comes over while they're playing. Sure. And Shelly just goes, For you, Ma. This year I'll go. Sweetie, there's nothing I wanted to hear more. <laughs> I know. You couldn't give a damn if I was happy or not. Just that I go to that damn school. Jeez. I never said that. Your happiness means a lot to me. Oh. <laughs> Just not as much as me going to school. Well, that's true. <laughs> but, I, I, I mean, we've been through this before. Yeah, yeah, the school put you up when you didn't have a job and you literally wouldn't have had Wait, a life if it wasn't uh, for the fucking school. Honey, well, you know be what? careful. I was literally born here and now I'm gonna have to spend the next like four years here. I thought when I turned- well, That's your grandmother's flower pot. But no, then they sent me the fucking oh. letter and now I have to do it again? And, 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 and? And then they go into rage mode or whatever it is. <laughs> oh God, they have a tantrum? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they said they'll go. It's a start, right? 
Go away! Can I come? <laughs> no, sweetie, you stay here with me. Oh, bugger. <laughs> so, normally, because Strixhaven University is located between these uh, mountain ranges, it is very, very hard to travel by foot. It's almost impossible, in fact, to cross the mountain paths. Uh, they are mostly caved in. The way that most people travel is by airship. So they would head to the nearest, um, the nearest like port city. Uh, maybe Redfell is that what it's called? Yeah, Redfell is too, probably too small. It's too small for that. Um, so you, your caravan would travel to the nearest port city that has airships that can take you. So that is the that is the common way that people travel and get to the university. But if you have any, if you want to get creative, you can tell me how your character gets there. Otherwise, it is assumed that you're traveling by airship. Anybody? I feel like he would go, um, but he would go by himself. By himself? Mm -hmm. Or a private airship? Yeah, I mean, he would go independently. He would say goodbye to his father and to his mother, and, and then he would go off to wherever their spaceship launch pad was. B Bartholomew tip drives you <laughs> in your private air jet. Bart. Sir? Uh, I suppose you know where we're going. There are biscuits and tea and liquor in the back, sir. Leave it to me. All right. Ah, <laughs> uh, he flitters through the, the booze and he sets the, the kettle on. He doesn't tell anybody, but he makes some Irish tea. <laughs> nice. A couple of hours uh, in the air, you start seeing other airships as they're all kind of flocking in the same direction. Would anybody like to do anything on the right there? Yeah, so I think we might be on the same airship. I would think so, yeah. since we're both coming from Ravnica. So we said previously that Gary was the one who caught Koss yes. when they were changing, and then they've had awkward nod at each other encounters since then. Mm. So I would assume if Koss is in gotcha. their Adrian okay. form. So uh, I think what, uh, what, what happens is... So Koss is um, on the airship, just kind of like going around to, to grab some snacks, uh, walking down one of the um, uh, aisles with all the seats. Personally, I'm just picturing this as an airplane. I could be wrong about that. I was picturing it like a, like a ship ship. Yeah, I've um, been picturing it like a Zeppelin. Gotcha. Yeah, like a Zeppelin. Uh, maybe they vary. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I, I want to say they do because uh, there's a hierarchy here. Some of the airships look very fancy. Other ships are very, like, they're man-powered as mm -hmm. opposed to other fancy magical means of, of uh, traveling. Do you guys picture yourselves in one of the more rustic airships or like a fancy one? I think probably rustic. I was also thinking yeah. rustic yeah. would be. So, so Kaz is just walking up along the deck, except uh, they are currently in the form of an elf. Hmm. Um, and they're just, uh, they just like are kind of like walking the deck when they see Gary. Um... Gary is looking for the boiler room. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> looking around a bit confused. A lot of the workers are, uh, Looking at you, looking at a latch that leads below deck. Wait, what are you doing? Just go to the boiler room. What, who wants to know? I do. Hi, I'm Gary. Uh, yeah, we can shake hands. Hi. Hi, uh, Jacoby. Great, do you know where the boiler room is? I do. Can you take me? I won't. Wait, why not? <laughs> because you're a student. And I want to learn. Gary? Hello. Do I know you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, excuse me. Um, and uh, Koss takes the giant floppy witch hats that they usually are, are wearing and they like pull it over, over their face so that only Gary can see and then transforms their face into uh, Adrian. Oh, Adrian? Hi, um, I, I'm going by Koss. Oh, okay, great. And then unlifts the flaps and is an elf again. I suppose I don't have to keep a secret anymore, then. Uh, well, um, I, I don't know. Um, 
What, what brings you onto the ship? I thought this one was going straight to Strixhaven. Oh, yep, that's uh, that's where I'm going. The engineers wanted to get rid of me. Oh, you're going to be there too? <laughs> you think you can convince this guy to show me where the boiler room is? Uh, sure, I can do it to try. Uh, excuse me, sir. What? Where's the boiler room? Who I tried that. Know? Uh, him. Hi again. We already talked. Uh, well, I, I also want to know where the boiler room is. You got money? Uh, I got 15 gold and uh, a loot. Whoa, you have 15 gold? Yeah. Oh, I'm in the wrong career. Maybe don't go spreading that around, lad. Uh, how about this? One silver and I'll get you down there. No touching. Neither one of you. Okay. Well, uh, sure. Gary's holding his hands up. He <laughs> very sketchily opens the last. All right, five minutes. Go, 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 go. Oh, it go, was go. that. I already knew that. You wasted your money. <laughs> so mistake would have been in Lady Zakin's caravan mm -hmm. to get to whatever city taking this airship out of. And I think State did not understand that there was an airship. And so is told, oh, this is a stop. This is where we let you off. This is where you go. And then is just sort of looking at this city like, you know, this is a bigger city than Redfell. And I sort of amazed at it and being like, oh, but where's the school? <laughs> you know, honey, you gotta get on the, the ship. Um, so is just sort of overwhelmed and fascinated at everything. And on the ship is, <laughs> so they're, they're wearing the travel cloak that Joy and Rezzy got for them. Mm -hmm. And try at one point to like put the hood up to like hide that they're a tiefling, but then their horns kind of like stick up a little bit on it. <laughs> like it's not gonna work. <laughs> and then give up and then just like try to not be visible. First of all, I love that. <laughs> uh, I almost want to say that it just looks like a ship because it's on the water. And then she'll say something along the lines of like, I hope you're not afraid of heights. <laughs> it's sort of like, I'm not, but why is that on the <laughs> And then you see a few minutes later why it's relevant. Yeah, yeah. Get, gets on and is kind of confused. Like this is, I've seen a lot of ships. This is a very weird looking sail. And then it just lifts up and there's just like this moment of panic of what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And yeah, spends the whole rest of the time trying to be invisible, mm. like very wary of any human. Tries to read and just can't really focus, so just ends up staring out the window mm. in some little dusty corner. Yeah, this this might already be a bit of a culture shock. The airships are very diverse. I mean, there are students coming from all over the, the continent to go to the school. Not just humans and tieflings, but elves, dwarves. You see here and there, you see like a triton. You see these like, these races that don't don't really live in Redfell. For several hours, there's nothing but clouds and blue skies as the airships get uh, so high up that you look below and you just see land, grass, mountains. Not a lot of civilization here. Uh, but eventually, an announcer comes out on every ship and lets everybody know uh, to brace yourself for arrival. For a griffin, it would be Bartholomew <laughs> coming back like, Sir, mm. we are almost there. I would strap in. You want any, any other tea? No. Shove his face full of popcorn, too. I <laughs> do not drink and ride. That was probably good. Okay. You said strap it. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> All right. Ah, okay, we're there. <sighs> <sighs> the airships start to descend, and they go through this wall of cloud before you see the scenery below. Students start to swarm against the edges of the ship as they are able to make out the beautiful uh, cityscape. It almost looks like a sprawling metropolis except it's divided. You see the center of this, this would-be city, and then there are five bridges stemming from that center. 
each of those bridges leads to a very different looking place. And it is... It is spectacular. Can there be a rabbit folk who get who like tries to jump off of the ships first and get there first, and then sees? Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you <do>. Darn it! <laughs> yeah, you absolutely see a rabbit folk cannonballing from one of the airships. Uh, it's not really—it's uh, frowned upon, but he still does it. And yeah, one by one, the airships like land into the water, and it is—it is a lot like um, like when you're in an airplane, and there's turbulence and it gets shaky, except that it sprays mist and uh, seawater into the air as you land, and you're hit with this like cloud of salty mist as uh, it begins to clear up, and you see the Witherbloom canvas, very green and, and swampy up ahead. And it takes a few minutes before they uh, dock, and people start to descend the airships. So Kos, um uh, is like walking off in the midst of the crowds uh, while like bringing out their hats uh, the entire way because it's gotten like completely soaked from the landing. So my folks say that I can transform as much as I like as long as I keep it within Strixhaven and not on the airships outside of it. So. As soon as we're here, then we're good. No more oh. secrets. All right, great. I, it didn't really seem like you were trying to not transform on the airship with the, the, the well, turning your face and start whatever. Oh, yeah, but, but you're not going to tell my folks about that part, right? No. Good. How have you been? Uh, you know, all kind of gone downhill after I melted that statue. Oh, are they still mad at you about that? Little bit, yeah. Uh, but I... I I have not melted any statues here, so fresh start. Well, for what's worth, I think it looked nicer afterwards. Thank you. I thought the same. There are dock workers directing the students um, in a certain direction, saying, follow the paths, do not stray. You do not know the dangers that lurk in these swamps. What are the dangers that lurk in the swamps? Well, among them, poisonous snakes, giant scorpions... Ooh, wolves. can you extract the venom? Uh, you, you... Carefully, you can. Are you careful? Define careful. Let's just move it along, okay? Let's just, let's just move it along. Do not touch anything. Griffin, by this point, would have just passed through and is just walking. Sir, uh... <laughs> you follow the path. You forgot your luggage, sir. Oh, right, uh, okay. He comes back and he realizes he forgot to say goodbye to uh, Bartholomew. Thanks, Bart. Uh, Bartholomew. Bart. Bart. Um, because the way his relationship is with his father, he doesn't know if he's supposed to hug him. So he goes in for a hug, and it ends up being one of those hug handshakes where you're not sure what you're doing. Like, <laughs> and so they're embracing. It's like ah, this. Ah. <laughs> Some of the students in the distance are watching. Like, what's going on there? Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, I've never been embraced by a burning hammer for generations. Ah. Uh, was it good? Uh, I've had less awkward, but yeah, I will take it. It's an honor, sir. Right. Should you ever need anything from me, your father said to give you this, and he gives you a little sending stone. Huh. Just, just uh, send me a message if you ever need a ride somewhere. Oh, oh, okay, so it gets it gets in touch with you and not my dad. Correct. Right. Okay. Have you still issues with your father? No, we're fine. It's fine. Great. All right. Bye. Bye, Bart. Both on the mute. Okay. And I don't he, even know what race this guy is. I just I, <laughs> we'll figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> Can Bartholomew be a tabaxi? Because oh I find God, it really yes. funny that a tabaxi oh. is serving Leona. He's a very old well, tabaxi, yeah. yeah. Well, you did mention four generations, and that to me like implies like a construct. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't think tabaxi gets 
Oh, Construct's doing. I thought it was four generations in his family, not four generations that you've lived. <laughs> no, no, no. It was like I've never been embraced by a burning hammer in four generations. Oh, you should be a construct. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Sure. Sure. So, it's the day. Mm -hmm. Shelly sees the planes going overhead, and Shelly's just like, Well, Mom, I'll see you probably later tonight. <laughs> you're, you're not staying at the dorms? Dorms? Yeah, the, the student towers, the first year towers, is part of the college experience. Okay, bye, Mom! <laughs> and Shelly starts, like, walking as fast as they can out of the swamp. <laughs> I bagged you lunch! And then the, the father just comes over and just, ooh, takes the lunch. <laughs> so, on the way, Shelly starts giving themselves a little pep talk. They're like, look, I know that you don't know what you want to do, or what you're doing here, what the fuck. It matters, <laughs> but you're gonna go there, and you're gonna do your best for no reason. Okay, Shelly? Okay, Shelly, you're gonna do your best for no reason. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Mistake is still trying to find ways to hide within the crowd, um, which I think she's very good at yeah. overall. Um, and has mastered the art, or at least is trying very hard to master the art of being close enough to groups of people to kind of blend in with the crowd, but far enough away that they don't think she's stealing from them. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's what she's doing as like, just kind of following the crowd um, and feels probably still very out of place because probably everyone else looks a lot richer. <laughs> <laughs> so she's very grateful for like the travel cloak that's kind of hiding like the dingy clothes she's wearing underneath as much as like she tried to clean them they're still obviously very worn mm -hmm. and plain in yeah. comparison so the five of you are uh, walking in this giant crowd of students um, and the airships are already getting ready to sail back to pick up more they lead you through this, this swampy path, uh, you go across these rope and wooden bridges um, until eventually uh, there's not a lot of water and it becomes more jungly. And then you start to see it in the distance, a giant tall bridge that uh, has no stairs, but then you see a lift, a wooden lift. And so yeah, Shelly's at the base of the wooden lift. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then another and another. There are several lifts that um, around the base of this bridge. So they start kind of grouping students together. The five of you end up in a group of like 20. So you see among you mistakes sees a Leon and Gary and Koss see a Tortle. Tortle literally He's... towering in the corner being like, is this thing gonna fucking break under my weight? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the, these wooden lifts are about the size of this room, and, and they're pretty hefty. They can carry up to 20, 25. Um, does it have a control panel? <laughs> yes, it does. I would like to open the control panel, please. Yes, dear, what do you want? Can I see behind the control panel? You know, in 10 years, no student has ever asked me that. Sure. <laughs> Excellent. She opens the side of this uh, box where she pulls a lever, and you see this, these uh, gears, this clockwork gears start to turn as the ropes on, on either side of this lift start to move. Gary's gonna practically stick his head inside looking at it. Hey, be careful, be, uh, d d your hair's a bit stringy, it's gonna get stuck in the gear. Well, they sort of just move like this, they just pull you up like pulleys. Yes, and she's putting a hand on your hair to make sure that it doesn't get caught in the gears. Okay, all right, that's enough, that's enough. Yes, yes, okay. If you wish to learn more, maybe uh, maybe a general studies course is the right fit for you to learn how to gear work. Yes? Mm -hmm. Great. So, Kos is looking around this lift at everybody on it, and they are every 
uh, you know, a few seconds, they see something something interesting about a different person, and they're just like taking on different traits as they go. They see the big old luxurious mane of Leonin, and they just like poof out with one of those. And they're like looking at the turtle, and their hands just like change into that, and they drop whatever they're carrying. They <laughs> 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 change that back and pick it back up. Looks around to make sure. Can I like? Do some sort of check to see how well they would like spot mistake, given that mistake is trying to remain uh, low profile. Yeah. Perception, I think. Cool. Yeah. Should I roll stealth? Yeah, contested stealth versus perception. Okay. And it's more mullet than main. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, that's the second four I've rolled tonight, so eight. All right, that that's a twelve plus twelve plus seven. That's a nineteen. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, mistake. Probably realizes what you're doing and like. Mm-hmm. Not even that. Uh, I think Mistake just found a corner and just is behind hiding. the portal. Yeah. Mistake <laughs> is only like five foot two, so Mistake is just like in the corner, probably obscured by the turtle who's also like not wanting to be here, <laughs> and is just sort of hidden in there. Uh, is isn't sure how the university feels about weapons, so they're like, I don't. I don't want to be here. <laughs> and Griff would yell out something like, you're never going to get it right if you don't have the hair dryer. Oh, uh, good to know. Uh, by the way, what's your name? Shit. I'm Koss. Yeah, he immediately re- regrets saying something. <laughs> uh, uh, Griffin. That's nice to meet you, Griffin. But you know, the nice part about this is I could just make my hair do whatever I want and uh, they actually just like turned their hair into like a big old spike on top of their head as well. So, um, I think I could get it. Hmm. It actually looks better than your hair, Griffin. Oh, please. <laughs> please. Gary pulls his attention away from the control panel. You have a hairdryer. How's it work? Mm, it works really well. Right, but so I mean, I assume it has some kind of heating element. How do you get it to heat up? Oh, do you have to like boil things and then you you blow what? Okay, you're walking away to the other side of the oven. Cost <laughs> <laughs> approaches um, Shelley as well as the other person of a type that they have not seen before. <laughs> uh, hello, my name's Cost. Uh, what's your name? Hello. Uh, um, uh, my name's Shelly. Nice to meet you, Koss. Oh, that, that's, that's fun. It's like your shell. Yeah. Um, my mom's name is Sheldon. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, uh is everybody Michelle. in your family? Michelle. My every- mom's name is Michelle. <laughs> is everybody in your family named after shell puns? Well, you see, uh, this is my first time out of the swamp. Oh, 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 oh I'm sorry. Um, well, it's nice to meet you, Shelly. Nice I think that it's really cool that you could just do that thing with your hair. Oh, you do? And did you just copy my stumps? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, Koss puts down their loots and then copies the stumps again. Whoa, this bump. Yo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you don't call it a stump pump. Stump pump! <laughs> Why? This is amazing! <laughs> Cause? Can we be friends? Yeah! Yes! Yes, we can be friends! Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Shelly like turns around into the corner and starts like waving themselves with their stumps. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and sees this. <laughs> Entirely silver eyes just staring. <laughs> Are you hiding? No. Oh, I wish I could hide. You have a shell. Maybe you could. Well, would you teach me? You seem really good at it. Sure. Okay. Okay. I'm going to the door now. Oh, okay. Bye. Okay. We're still in an elevator. I can't. Okay. (laughs) 
the lift gets to the top. Uh, all of them do, uh, one at a time. And you find yourselves at the edge of this bridge that uh, that leads nowhere because the swamp, the, the Witherbloom campus is lower, whereas all the other campuses are up here where you are. But the breathtaking view that hits you. This bridge leads right to this central campus area where you see the highest, the tallest building here is the Biblioplex. Uh, this massive dome building that uh, makes the people on the bridge look like ants. At this bridge there are people handing out slips uh, with people's names on them. And your tower. Like the alphabetical, like A through B is at this table. Yeah, exactly, kind of exactly, yeah. Oh, just like voting. Yeah. <laughs> there are people say, like giving directions, like just head to the central campus through the archway commons and then make a right and you'll hit the first year towers, okay? Okay. <laughs> And so began their tale. Five unlikely heroes, each from a different upbringing, each with their own unique set of quirks and personalities. I had the pleasure of knowing them once upon a time. I watched them grow into the wise mages they were always meant to be. I even had the pleasure of attending their graduation ceremony. <laughs> but that, my friends, is a tale for another time. Hello again. If you stuck around for this long, we thank you sincerely for listening. This session was recorded in Watertown, Massachusetts, which is also the traditional land of the Pekaset and Nanantum peoples. I would like to say thank you to all of the very talented composers that helped bring this campaign to life with their enchanting music. And a very special thanks to Davide Chiarella, who allowed us to use his beautiful Strixhaven music medley for our intro. You may purchase his songs on Apple Music, and we have also provided a link to his YouTube channel in the description. Thanks again, and we hope you will join us again next time for another episode of Roleplay Radio.